I was I was actually thinking I haven't seen any like spiders like that big. I'd say now maybe like when it starts to get a bit colder they'll start coming. I think it's because they're cutting the fields around my house at the moment, so like uh, they're being displaced from their own the move. Yeah. Oh my god. But like two of them at the same time is just. Yeah, no, that's a bit excessive. They're probably like they're probably a couple or something, or like mommy and and baby or. Well, one of them got saved and one of them got squished. <gasps> you squished yeah. one. See what my mom did. I don't deal with them. I just I I screamed for my mom to come in and she like came running in. She thought I was sick or something like that. And I was like, "There's a spider! Oh my god, there's another one!" Welcome back to episode six of Listen Here, Missy. I'm Danielle. I'm Jessie. We're still here. Yeah. Still still recording, which is amazing. That's like six weeks. Yeah, it's gone by so quickly. Yeah, it's amazing how time flies and you think of things like as like a weekly progression. I just feel like the week like comes around really quickly again and then it's back to like recording and it's just (laughs) anyway, how was your week? It was fine. Lots of lots of entertainment news stories that made me happy. Um, yeah, well, I think like the last day we kind of did um, a recap, we were talking about all the celebrity baby news. Um, so Perry had just had her baby that day that we were recording. And I had kind of said that I'd seen people talk about online that Leanne might have had mm-hmm. her baby. And it turned out that that was correct. But she had a surprise for everyone. She had twins. Two babies. Yeah, very cute. She had them a week before Perry, did she? Did you say? Not even a full week. I think it was like a few days, but they were born the same week. Mm, that's um, cute. So, yeah. And um, mad that she kept it quiet that it was twins. Um, yeah. It's impressive that that didn't kind of leak out. <laughs> even though like afterwards I had seen people saying that like apparently there had been a bit of speculation within kind of the fan group. Oh. Um, about it but um, yeah we don't know anything about the babies at all we still don't know anything about Perry's baby we don't know genders names so I'm wondering are they going to do something like the two of them like with the three babies like it's weird that like both of them haven't yeah something's coming I would imagine I would speculate yeah like they're not obliged obviously to um no it's none of our business yeah no it's none of our business but I just think it's notable that both of them have Mm -hmm. kind of done the same kind of reveal in just saying that they've been born but no names or no genders or whatever so like I feel like they're going to do something I know some people are speculating that they'll do like a magazine cover but I don't really think that that's their vibe yeah I don't I don't know that was my first thought like well maybe there's a magazine deal here or something but yeah like you said I don't really think that that's really them but yeah time will tell yeah, no, I'm interested to know like what the names are going to be. I, I, I know it's nothing that really matters in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> yeah, no, so I think everyone's good. always curious about, yeah, especially celeb baby names, like you said. Yeah, interesting. Um, my my entertainment news that I was very excited was the new Spider Man movie trailer came out. I was very excited to see it. If you are a Marvel fan, which Danielle is not by the look on her face. I have no concept. I've never seen any of the news. It's Tom there. Holland and Zendaya, Danielle. You should just watch them for that uh, that fact alone. Like, I'm just so over the Marvel movies. Like, I just feel like it's the same thing. Like, I've only seen a handful of them. Like, mainly the first ones. 
but like I'd say I've only seen like a handful of Marvel movies I tried to watch the third Thor a few weeks ago and I just couldn't get into it um just you kind of you kind of have to was that Ragnarok yeah yeah no and I did like the first Thor and I wanted to watch the Loki series but I was kind of like I kind of feel like I need to watch it because I watched um oh what was the one a few months ago the tv show um WandaVision yeah I watched WandaVision and Mm -hmm. I did enjoy it but like I think the majority of it went over my head because like (laughs) I don't know anything about Marvel but like I enjoyed it for what it was so like maybe I'll just watch Loki anyway but um, I'm glad that like it it excited you this week to see the yeah the third Spider-Man in this in this Spider-Verse movie thing because obviously there's Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man um but Tom Holland is He's the one. <laughs> and Zendaya, obviously. Yeah, they're... Are they back together? Like, are they just together for the first time? Like, what's even the deal I don't know. It, it, it is a bit suspicious that they're, this whole dating rumor came out and then the trailer came along a few weeks later. They, they do actually seem to be legitimately together. I've seen um, on that... You're breaking my heart. <laughs> Yeah, that like a lot of people are like spotting them around the place, like and sending in tips that they've been seeing, like yeah, doing like, various things. So, um, I do actually think it's legit, but they seem to have a bit of a complicated, like, possible dating history. Of I'd say they probably go through periods of maybe being together and then not together. So, like, who knows if this will stick? But they make a very lovely looking couple. I will say that. Yeah, definitely. I heard he was visiting her on the Euphoria set. So um, also she works on Euphoria with her ex. Oh, Jacob. yeah. Jacob Ellardy, Lordy, yeah. our favorite guy. Yeah, that that must be an interesting experience working with your ex and then your boyfriend showing up to visit you on set. Mm, not a situation I'd like to be in. God, even thinking about it now has me cringing. <laughs> I know. Um, Uh, yeah i started watching again i didn't finish watching it um the netflix remake of she's all that called he's all that with oh is it called he's all that yeah it's Ah. like a a reversal of um she's all that but kind of for the influencer instagram tiktok age and (laughs) addison ray is in it i honestly could not pick addison ray out of a lineup Please don't come for me. Like, I just don't know who some of these TikTokers are. I, I know some people are really into it, but um, I just can't keep up with them. And we don't cover that kind of aspect of celebrity news on Missy just because I feel like there are other sites, especially like US sites, who have far better insights and like yeah. tips and stuff from like those people so like they can do better content. I hate when people just rehash or when they just copy content from other sites. Yeah. So that's not us. Um, so if people just wonder why we don't really kind of cover them that much on Missy. Um, that is the reason why we like original content on Missy. Um, and yeah, there's other sites that do that really well. So I was kind of like, I'd never really seen this girl before when I started watching it. It And Kourtney Kardashian pops up. Oh yeah, they're like bestos or something. Yeah, um, it was quite random. Um, but I watched a bit of it. Like, I'd, like it's a fine enough watch. The reviews for it are terrible. Like, worse than the Kissing Booth 3. Territory. <laughs> um, but the, her, the, the actress who plays her mother in it is actually the original 
cast member of the original movie. She's like the girl in it. So, but she's not like, it's not a continuation or anything of it. Like she's a completely Uh different character, which is a bit strange. It's just kind of an Easter egg or something. Yeah, I think so. Um, But yeah, I watched a bit of it. It was grand. Like it wasn't nothing. It wasn't to all the boys. Yeah. That that's just the that's the marker for Danielle and everything else just <laughs> doesn't come into it. But speaking of um Netflix, another exciting thing that came out, which Danielle's probably just gonna look at me like I have fifty heads for, is Drive to Survive, the Formula One series has been renewed for a fourth season and it is coming in early twenty twenty two. And I am so excited. And if you haven't watched Drive to Survive yet, go watch it. It will change life. What is this whole thing about Formula One lately? Like, I, I watched, like- I watched, Christian made me watch Drive to Survive and I was like, so I'm really invested in these people now. They're like, they're just, yeah, it's really interesting. And now I like watch Formula One races. Still- yeah, I've seen so many people like either talking about the Netflix show or suddenly being like, oh, the Formula One is on. I'm like, why are people so suddenly into it? But I think it is like because of the Netflix show, people got really into it. Yeah, I think so. Definitely the Netflix show helped kind of elevate it even more for people who maybe didn't really understand or follow it that much before. But yeah, I would definitely recommend the series. It actually like because I was like, I'm not watching that. I have no interest in people driving cars around tracks like that's not my vibe. And then I watched it and I was like, okay, no, I'm invested. I love these guys. It's great crack. Just yeah, it's really good. I would recommend that you watch it. Yeah, I must actually watch it because last year I watched The Last Dance and like basketball is not my thing, sport is not my thing. But I really enjoyed The Last Dance. I thought it was a really, really good um, documentary slash show. Um, And so like, yeah, I'll give that a watch and I'll give my verdict next week. And then you'll have to like catch up on the season so far so that you know what's going to come in season four. Because every race that I watch with Christian, I'm like, this is going to be a great episode on the next Drive to Survive series because like it's so... Yeah, it's just, it's good. So that was, I was very excited that that was officially announced. I think Netflix are having their like yearly reveal thing. What would you call it? Meeting, AGM thing? Where they like tell all of the things that like their big projects that are coming in the next year or so. Yeah, I know that they have a lot of movies and TV shows dropping for the rest of 2021. Um, they made a big pledge at the start of the year that there was going to be a new movie on the platform every week. Um, so they're continuing with that. And there's some really big movies coming. We're also coming into a, kind of the award season mm-hmm. already again for anyone who's interested in um, kind of that aspect of show business so like there'll be a lot of big releases on Netflix and even kind of in the cinema and stuff like that there's a lot of stuff coming I know there's a movie with Jennifer Lawrence and Leo Leonardo DiCaprio is coming um there's no date for that um there's a new movie with Jake Gyllenhaal coming out third season of you is coming out which I know has been quite popular with people oh, that's yeah. on over. and then next month I'm sure we'll be talking about it um in a few weeks uh the third season of Sex Education is coming out to Netflix so there's a lot and there's I think a few other things that they haven't fully confirmed yeah because I was was wondering remember we were saying in the Kissing Booth episode like what's their next kind of teen rom-com maybe book adaption going to be so I'm interested to see if something like that gets announced yeah on this week's episode we're continuing on our chat with Amy and Sarka about the Mm -hmm. leaving search we had quite a long chat with them and we thought the best thing to do was be to separate it into part one and part two. 
Um, so in part two, we kind of chat a bit more about their experience and also CAO. Mm-hmm. And they're still waiting at the moment for all this to be resolved for them. So like, I'm sure we'll come back to them in a few weeks once they've had time to readjust everything yeah and we obviously wish them the absolute best to look at in their results and their cao places and in circles case eu costs um mm-hmm. so yeah we'll continue on with their chat with them now basically the leaving starts a mess <laughs> yeah get rid of all of it just let everyone do whatever they want to do I don't know if you maybe found this, but I feel like the Leaving Cert really excludes a lot of people as well. I oh, yeah. noticed when I was in fifth year, a lot of girls in my school ended up dropping out. Like before we got to sixth mm-hmm. year, fifth year was the real year that a lot of people started dropping out. And I think that it's because like it does exclude people who don't feel as if they're the smartest or if they can cope with the Leaving Cert. I think it often comes down to anxiety <laughs> and stuff about the Leaving Cert. But yeah, like Sorka will know there's people. a whole section in the politics course about inequality in education. In education, yeah. Like, Which is a bit ironic because it's like, okay, this is a Leaving Cert subject and it's about all the inequalities in the Leaving Cert and yet you're not doing anything about it. <laughs> so like literally that whole section talks about um, people with special needs uh, people who learn differently, members of the traveling community, people in lower socioeconomic backgrounds. Like for the people who are in private schools and grind schools, their parents can afford to send them to grinds. They yeah. can afford to get them extra tutoring. Their schools run special kinds of classes that work for those kinds of learners. And then you have somebody in a community school, completely normal run of the mill school who their teachers are paid to be there from nine to four. Yeah. Excuse me. That's all they have. And they have to do all of that on their own. God, my chest is actually giving up on me. And then that's why when you look in the papers of like everybody, like, you know what they do, the rankings of the schools and how many people they had who went to college. That's why the big names, the big private schools up in Dublin are always at the top. Because, Sorka, because... (laughs) that's that's how it works no it is and like I go to a private school that is quite often very high on the league boards if not top five on the league boards and I am very aware of how different our school is to every other school I'm very aware like it's called a league board yeah it's It's a a competition between teachers as to how many h1s can you get in your class And like, I'm so aware of it. It's a small school. We have small class numbers. Our teachers are able to give people extra time. You know, if some, if it's a big community school and there's 35 people in a class and one teacher, like that teacher can't give everyone the time that our teachers So then when you bring it back to the accredited grades and there's a school that's been in the top of the league boards for the last 10 years, they're under pressure then to make sure that they're giving the same amount of H1s they would get on a normal year. Yeah, Uh, but then... Oh my God, the league boards last year were very interesting because I know Mm -hmm. a school, I know a school, I'm not going to say the school, but I know a school for the fact that has been quite low on the league boards and definitely took the opportunity of last year and gave people very high grades that were not deserved. And my school didn't do that and we got slated, everyone got downgraded. I know someone who got downgraded in four subjects. Like, yeah, and you so, were being downgraded from like H1s to H4s. Yeah, like that was the like crack that two, was going on. Like, like two grades, mad. like people were supposed to be given H1s, people were given, you know, H3s. And then there are schools that I know for a fact were bumping people up just to make themselves look better. 
Which it's is mad. Like the whole thing was, there were so many different levels to it. Yeah. yeah it, you have to think a, about so much. It's a very unequal system. And yeah. I think everything that's happened over the past two years has really shown that up. Like, I think people are really aware of it, especially when you're going through it. But like, you kind of move on from it. You know, like once yeah. you go through the leaders, yeah. like, like yeah. not my like, thing anymore. Yeah. So like, and, I think and it's, the, it's the biggest thing in your life for two yeah. years. Yeah, like, I remember finishing. Like... I remember talking to you, Danielle, about this. I remember finishing. Yeah. And being so exhausted and just being like, what do I do now? Yeah. Yeah. I was like the rest of your life it's like it's like pre-leaving search and post-leaving search and it's like that's how your life is split off yeah it's like what it's like there is before and after there is no like transition period yeah I've always felt like the leaving cert was such a big thing in my own mind that sometimes I look back and I go I actually did that like it's like you know it's complete it's this big massive thing that happened nine years ago now but it's like still oh my god I actually got through that I actually did it and it's yeah just kind of like- and you have you have people who do like who are like doctors and chemical engineers and these big jobs that have massive exams in college who will still to this day say the worst set of exams they yeah. ever sat was the Irish leaving cert yeah like but- people still have nightmares about it my parents are like I still have nightmares about when you yeah. cert. Yeah, no, I and still regularly have nightmares yeah. about secondary school and like the leaving cert. The the nightmare I always have is going into the exam and a maths paper being put down in front of me, and I can no longer remember all the theorems. So I haven't, I can't even read the paper oh anymore, and I'm just like, what is this? It's like it's a different language because it's just as soon yeah. as I finished that last paper, it was just I will never think about this ever. Yeah, ever, and it ever falls again. out of your head. Like I didn't sit French. So I had like my last French class on the 14th of May and I wouldn't be able to speak French to you. Yeah, like I, I couldn't can't. speak German before, but I definitely can't speak it now. <laughs> definitely can't speak <laughs> whatever, it now. Like, it's just because I'm, never, I'm never going to speak French again, which is probably but, good because I was awful at it. But, but like, like what a waste know? of six years that like but, yeah, that's you what didn't learn anything say. important enough that you'd remember. That's what annoys me so like, much. Like solidly that. the one thing I be able, I can tell you my name, like I can maybe tell you a little bit about myself and can I go to the bathroom please? Yeah, but it's but such I, a waste okay. of time and your energy that you could have learned it the right way and not like the stupid leaving cert way where you just forget it all once the exam's done. Mm-hmm. Oh. But it's the way we learn stuff is yeah. completely wrong, especially when it comes to languages. Like, I mean, it's great to be able to speak other languages, languages as well, especially when it comes to Irish. Like so many people in this country just absolutely hate Irish because of how it's taught to us. Yeah. yeah. Like, 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 you say that to yeah, teachers like... I, I say that as a Gaelic girl so like I went to um, a Gaelic school so like I'm yeah. very enthusiastic about the Irish language but, like the thing is is there's another like great well great inequality is <laughs> you learned everything through Irish which means your Irish grade is going to be great but you also get extra marks for sitting an exam in Irish for yeah. people who don't know that yeah, I know it's not much but it's you like get an extra more... extra 10 percent it's an so what happens is if you get it's up to 90%. So if you yeah. get 75% in Irish, you get 10% of the 25% you didn't get added back on. So like in maths, I don't think they do it for higher level maths because you already get the extra 25. And, but yeah, if you say French through Irish or chemistry through Irish or physics through Irish, you get extra marks for it. Yeah. That's why people are like, I'm sending my kid to a Grail school. I yeah, don't think that, that was a thing when I was going to school. See, the, yeah. the thing that happened with me is we just had a primary school and we didn't have a secondary school. So when I went to secondary yeah. school, it was all English. 
So like in a way that's kind of unfair because if people didn't go to a primary school in Irish, you're already like Yeah. You know, and you're Irish and Irish in primary school is also a bit kind of dodgy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember going in and not being great. And then there was another school in the town that were really good for Irish. And all the girls in my class were really good at Irish. And I was like, oh God. And I hated it for the first two years. Yeah. Until I like I was very lucky to have the chance to go to Irish college where I kind of got the grawl for it. Yeah. And then you have the confidence, but some people just don't get that. And then that's one of your subjects gone because the foundation isn't there. Yeah. yeah like I went to a girls school for two years, just for fifth and sixth class. And like my Irish before that was just non-existent. Like I had zero Irish from primary school. It just wasn't great. Um, then I went to a girls school for two years, but like, I don't think like I went to a girls school where you day boarded so you were in there from eight until eight every day mm-hmm. you could only speak Irish you were not allowed to speak a word of English there was like serious drama if you were speaking English um and that's but that's the way languages should be taught you need to be immersed in a language to learn it like reading the colors off a page in like French isn't going to teach you anything you need yeah. to and that's the kind of stuff you learn all the time yeah you animals learn colors and animals and being five again or something like yeah that. and you're like yeah. 14 and you're going yeah why do I need to learn zoo animals and then to go on and you have to be able to write a letter to your French pen pal <laughs> I love that and then you get to leaving cert and it's like write a debate speech about recycling and climate change in Ireland and then you have to actually like have facts and stuff learned off in French yeah yeah it's just it's a nightmare like they need to change the languages thing 100 percent. like that needs to be done mm-hmm. they need to like reduce the number of subjects people do they need to add in more subjects that are more maybe practical based or less academic like I don't understand why every subject is like an academic subject because not everyone like is leaving academic. PE was great we had leaving PE in yeah. our school I didn't sit it but the girls had whatever, they had three hours of it a week and they had one practical class a week. And 50% of their grade was made up through a project and then like a practical section of the project. I think it was 50%. It could have been less than that. I'm not sure. Um, but that was great for the girls who were really good at sport because they understood it and they were able yeah. to bring their own passions into it. Where yeah. then you're going into maths and you're going, right, I'm good at maths, but I don't really know how to bring my practical, constructive, let's say somebody who's really good at geometry, at um engineering architecture and stuff like that they can't bring that into maths yeah. so there needs to be a big check of that yeah how to apply your skills in the real world mm. yeah <laughs> doesn't make any sense yeah no you you really touched on like a lot there because we did um put some kind of questions out to um the listeners of the podcast yesterday on our Instagram and like you've kind of said a lot of what they were saying about you know it needs to be changed someone actually did say about the junior search as well I have no concept of the junior search so it was interesting for you guys to mention that as well that there's been big changes in that and someone said it's very difficult for students to transition from the new junior cycle to the traditional leaving yeah yeah Yeah. Um, and a lot of people were saying that they think it should be continuous assessment but yeah that was that was the managed. big thing with the accredited grades yeah yeah was that learning for continuous assessment and learning for a final exam are really different systems yeah and so you were if, going like if there is continuous assessment it needs to be regulated it shouldn't be uh, every school does a different test I think it, I think there shouldn't be just one big leaving cert exam but I do think it would be a better idea to have the government 
make three separate exams maybe and you sit them at different points in the year or something like that for continuous yeah. assessment because like as we said earlier you know one school is doing a test on like the easiest chapter so that the teacher has something good to put on people's pages and then another school is just doing a test on everything so it needs to be kind of a bit more regulated but I think it's a better idea because it is so different mm-hmm. yeah. studying for those yeah someone else said that there should be less subjects so that was what you were saying as well and they said people should be allowed to choose to keep Irish English maths and people will enjoy studying more and that they should also bring in interviews personality um should also kind of come into it as well which kind of yeah like that's what happens with the like I know we have the CAO which is all your kind of you get your CAO number and that's how you get into college like let's say in the UK you have an interview portion personal essay I I applied for the UK and that system oh my god like we have nothing on the UK system it's insane how their system works so much better because like no offense to anyone but there are some people I'm gonna take medicine as an example there's some people in my year who are smart enough to do medicine in college they'll probably get the points for it but they don't have the the love for it or the passion for it that they should have to do it. It's the, I have 625. It's the, I have the point. So I must do medicine. Whereas in the UK, someone might get less lesser grades than someone else, but they might do an interview or they might have done work experience that shows that they have a genuine passion for the subject. And they'll be allowed to do that course the same as someone who got higher grades than them because the the college can see that they have the love for it and the passion for it which is just something we don't have here you're a number yeah. you either get the points you don't get the points and tough luck if you don't yeah it's like imagine your um, doctor like you want them to be nice and like you yeah, know, yeah. Yes. Like, and have a love some people, people should be in fields that they that they're passionate about and that yeah. they they suit and like that's just something we really no. don't have don't here have here and yeah i think we could do a whole other podcast on the cao and- <laughs> yeah um so I did actually some really good articles on Missy Dottie about the whole UCAS system so if anyone is interested in going down that road because I didn't know so much of it because I wasn't told about that when I was in school it was just kind of mentioned as if like ticking it off as if like yeah. it's, kind of it's like a, it. you can go to the UK or you can go to Europe if you want yeah yeah but then it's just Whereas, kind of like CAO <laughs> like we had a really good guidance counselor this year um and it was her first year in the school and I think she kind of saw early on that CAO was going to be crazy that it was going to be a nightmare that the grades were going to be up and down and that people would need another option and she definitely um, encouraged like a lot of our year just to apply for it because there's no harm in applying for it that would be my advice to anyone who's doing the leaving set this year there's no harm in applying for UCAS it's not that hard to apply and you don't have to take the place you don't have to take it exactly like a lot of people my year applied for it I took the place and two other girls are after taking their place but like 90% of people who applied for it just had it as a backup option and there's no harm in having a backup option especially with the CAO because it's so unpredictable so I would recommend anyone who's thinking about it do it <laughs> please do it yeah but it's just because you never know with the CAO and I just it relieves a lot of stress like to have at, at least you're coming up then to CAO and you're going okay well even if I don't get my points, I still have another option. I'm not I'm not just going to be left yeah. stranded with nothing, yeah. which yeah. the CAO does to people. Like I know girls last year, they didn't get anything on their CAO. And then just for, they were stuck then for a year. 
Yes, yeah, it's actively Awful. sticking young people. It's just like, yeah, you're just left there now. The yeah, you're just not. Like the CAO is such a strange. It's such a strange way of doing it because it's a supply and demand thing. And yeah, the best. The best example is primary school teaching. Yeah, primary school teaching for the CAO. So courses have like you. Okay, so for primary school teaching, for you have to have a H four in Irish, so you have to be doing higher level Irish. And then nearly every primary school teaching course is over 500 points. So you have girls who would be amazing, girls and boys who would be amazing primary school teachers, born to work with small kids, born to teach small kids, who are never going to get 550 points yeah. to do primary teaching in Mary I or primary teaching in Pats or wherever it is. But it's because there's hundreds, there's like, I'd say a massive proportion of every school is like, I want to be a primary school teacher. Yeah. So you have thousands, you've like 20,000 people who want to be a primary school teacher. And, and there's 10,000 the and there's 10,000 places. And then it's like, what is the cutoff point then for those 10,000 places? And because there's so many people, it's the, it's the highest point. And then they end up being, you know, over 500. Where you can do things like, um, you know computer science and which is, um, physics which is and maths hard. in trinity for like 390 points yeah yeah and you and actually need aptitude in higher maths computer science and all this kind of stuff to do first year of the course yeah like just because because that's what people don't get is just because a point a course has higher points does not mean it's harder than any course it means that more people apply for it so that's yeah. why there's like and courses like neuroscience and all this that are just insane maybe it's just me but like that are insanely yeah. hard that you are, need to be like an extremely intelligent person yeah. to do and they'll be and they'll be lower than a course that is is just objectively less hard just because less people want to do it and that's the way it works and people really don't realize that and it's scary the amount of people who don't realize how the CAO works I think especially when you look at some place like Trinity and I can say that as someone who went to Trinity like it's not all that jazz like the way people go on but like the only reason that the points are so high is so many people just for whatever reason want to go to Trinity like it's not that I want to go to Trinity I don't care if the course is this the it's the very same course in Galway or the yeah. very same course yeah. in UCD, which is a twenty minute drive from Trinity. I want to go to Trinity. Yeah, I know. I know people with like five courses for Trinity, like their top five in the CEO is five random courses in Trinity just because they want to go to Trinity. And it's like, that's not the way you should do the CAO. Yeah, Yeah. you should do the CAO by preference, of course. And if there's anybody going into fifth and sixth year, it does not matter if your very first course has 200 points and your second option is 625. If you really want to do that first course, put it first. It's so so many people Before the deadline, like, yeah, yeah, I have this first. I'd be like, you know, I have maths and this first. I thought you wanted to do english oh yeah but that course just has more points that doesn't mean you put it first yeah. you put what yeah. you want to do first and do something that you want to do it's don't go like by the number of points yeah thing that's really old-fashioned almost like oh i want to say i went to ucd i went to trinity yeah Why? yeah we're like if you look at places like local to us let's say uh waterford it carlo it here in carlo people like frown yeah oh yeah the courses that are there where like they have some courses that you cannot do anywhere else like there's some places like the only place in ireland 
that does this certain kind of course. Like I remember WIT coming to the school and doing like their presentation and us all being like overwhelmed by the options of what you could get. We're like, oh my God, that's so interesting. I've never heard of that. It's the same here. Like we have CIT here and like they came and they have like, they've like sustainable engineering and all these like unreal courses that none of us ever heard of. But again, it was like a, a snob thing that it's like, oh, you're going to an IT. Hmm. Oh, yeah, it's no, like, it's still a level eight institution. Yeah, it's still yeah. a level eight, like, and CIT, I think, is a university now. Yeah, I just I still think people look at the points number and they think automatically it's a better course. You have to be smarter to get into it. There, It's just more prestigious to get into yeah, that and course. It and that's not it at all. Then, that, like, 500 point barrier that people yeah, are like, yeah. oh, Jesus. Yeah, no, I knew so many people who didn't get um, teaching as well was the big thing. And even when I got into my course in Trinity, there were so many people in my course who didn't get teaching. So they were doing like a history and English one to go kind of their roundabout way. that is the only thing if you don't get it there is always other ways to go about doing it. But it just goes to show like there is just such a demand for that course and they still haven't made more places for people and which was yeah last year when they announced all these new places for people to kind of try deal with the surge it was like where are you suddenly getting all these places from like yeah you and it didn't even before. help yeah it didn't and the even thing that help. happened last year yeah. was it was like everyone's online so they gave all these extra places which meant that it was even more difficult to get into the second year of your course because it was like double the amount of people and then you're seeing headlines like i had this i want to do journalism and there was this headline one day, it was like an 85% jump in people applying for yeah. journalism courses. And I remember yeah. my poor dad having a heart attack. Now, when they say journalism, they mean journalism, communications, multimedia, media, media everything across the board. English sometimes is And then they that. come out with Simon Harris gives them 850 extra places. <laughs> and there's like 2,000 more people who have applied for the course. Yeah, it's always like the most measly amount. It's like there's oh, an extra 10,000 people going, I'm never like going to college. Places. I'm just going to stay at home for the rest of my life. Like the CAO, it just, oh my God. It, I, I'm very lucky. I'm like, I don't care what I get on the CAO. I could not imagine being in your position when you're like, I feel sick waiting to my CAO. stomach. Oh, I could. The CAO oh, comes out or like the leaving cert results are coming out on the 3rd of September, which from today is Friday week. So it's a week tomorrow. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my a week tomorrow sick. I'll be crying my eyes out in my bed and then four <laughs> days later the CAO the first round comes out and somebody said to me are you more nervous to get your results or the CAO and the thing is yeah. is on a normal year if when you got your results you were kind of going okay I did very well yeah fingers crossed now everybody else didn't do you know it was all kind of everybody seemed to get where they thought they were going to get I'm going to be fine where this year now like last year no. everyone did amazingly yeah like there we're points up 25 points like there is especially so like finance everybody like does really well how much are the, and then you're sitting there waiting for four days going oh my god the points are going to jump I'm not going to get my course so the whole thing is like this awful waiting game yeah like yeah, I, yeah I, was desperate. I always found that the wait after you get the results to the CAO is actually worse than the wait for the results because it's like it just, you know is. what the results are yeah. like, you, there's nothing more you can do you know what it is 
And then the papers suddenly start being like, the points have gone up this amount. And like, because they, they don't info. know. Yeah they, they, yeah, they don't really know. And it just starts to get like so much. Yeah. And like, again, with the U casting in the UK, they get their college space before they know their grades. So in the morning that the A-level results come out, they get an email from UCAS and that says you have been accepted into the college or you have not been accepted. So then before you get your grades, you know in your head, well, even if the grades are lower than I thought they would be, I still have my place in my the course that I want to do. Whereas here, like, what is the reason for waiting four days? Like that yeah, is just and then torture. It's like four days and then you have three days to take your place. And yeah, then the and second so round comes out in the 11th. And then we start college on the 20th. Orientation starts the 20th. Yeah. But even That's the results so got delayed, didn't they? Like, usually you would yeah. well have the results by now. It's always the, yeah, the 15th of August. Yeah. 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 Um, so we're, like, waiting so an extra month. For no for actual no real reason. reason. Like, no and reason. if any was- less people did the exams this year with the predicted yeah. grades, so, like, why couldn't yeah. they have been... Cracked it. And the thing was, was the predicted grades were decided before the exams even started. Yeah. The teachers had their predicted grades done before we even left school. Yeah. So nobody really understands. So like if there's a big mess up, like what happened last year, where there was like 10, an unknown 10% of students were downgraded. For no Like reason. a couple of weeks into the term were upgraded back to what they should have gotten and were offered the places that they should have gotten. If that happens now, like there's no excuse. Yeah. Because they've had three extra weeks to make sure. Yeah, they had time. And like even the fact that today we only got the explanation of the accredited grades. How they work. And it it also, that says nothing. I'm sorry. I was reading it and I was like, this says a whole lot of nothing. of education love these circulars, as they call them. And they nine are eight to nine pages of the poshest English you will ever get. <laughs> like there are people who are studying English in college who would not be able to read these things. They are so difficult to read. And they're there trying to explain it. What was the only thing that I understood about it was the timetable. And it told us like, you're getting your grades on these days. You can appeal them on these days. You can see your script on these days. The offers come out these days. Yeah, that but was the clearest thing. It, and that's it. And like there's sentences that are three lines long and they say nothing. And I'm like, why did I read this whole thing? Just to know nothing. On nine pages for nothing. So yeah. yeah. Oh and it's gosh. like, and it's the fact that the results are this like tomorrow week. week. And like, we only just got the accredited We only know what's going now. on and I still don't understand. And it still didn't even say anything. So. That is mad. Like it's just been an absolute disaster from be- beginning until the very and like it's just been mad um yeah yeah, I think we could rant here all day about your experience but I feel like there's probably more to say so we can probably come back to it if you're willing to come back and rant again especially with part two let's see how you feel after sort of giving out (laughs) and you may never see us again after the CAO yeah I oh. made disappear off the face but this is yes. the thing it's like you're sitting here like and you go through phases of like a few days where you're like it doesn't matter like at this stage and I'm not I'm not that kind of person who's like I've done everything I can I will like stress to the end me and like I've That's been going me. through periods this summer of there's nothing else I can do yeah. like four weeks on end I went to bed every night and I was exhausted and I stared at books and I learned everything I could and then there's some days where you're like 
is my teacher going to give me what I deserve? Did I do well enough in the exam? What happens if everybody did really well in the exam and it's a disaster? And you yeah. just go through this like seesaw of emotions. Every like every day I'm there with my CAO points calculator open and I'm just putting in every scenario. I have a notebook that is just covered in all my scenarios as if I'm like Doctor Strange here. Like, yeah. like a, and you're like the best scenario, the worst scenario. And then like the kind of okay. like, OK, you know, like I'd be happy enough with that. But like I'd rather this and like if I did bad in this, but good in that. And then. I got downgraded in this and then the, I got this happened in this one. I did kind of bad in the exam. Like it's just, it's never ending. And we've waited so long and then they are giving us results a month late just to top it all off. I think this is the opportunity though for the government to learn oh, yeah. um, everything that happened and now Absolutely. to make a new leaving cert. Like, I mean, it's the prime time to do this. So like, are they actually going to like, do it? What they're, for the next four years, three four years you have students in college doing PMEs um, and then undergraduate courses that include a master's in education and stuff like that this is your chance to introduce new subjects for if it's not like next year or the year after five six years in advance going yeah okay we want to do this subject this is what we're putting we now have people going into college going you have an opportunity to get yourself qualified to teach this subject yeah now is the time for it but there's just it's like there's no it's not that there's no initiative it's like there's no want for them to do it yeah they they don't don't want want to to change they're just gonna leave it the way it is because that's the easy thing to do it's just to leave the system we've had for a hundred and something years and just (laughs) just not mess with it but it needs to be it needs to be fixed yeah they don't hundred percent like it's broken broken. don't fix it like but it is yeah it's very broken it's so broken (laughs) yeah no I just feel like it's nearly like they just feel like it doesn't affect them personally so it's kind of like why should we do it whereas like I just think they've been so disrespectful to students especially over the past few years like I mean like you weren't treated as real people going through a really stressful time especially like in a global pandemic like the leaders that that is the worst thing is we're we're in such a new age now of like talking about I I hate using the word mental health because it's been used as such a trigger word over this because everybody is like everybody's mental health is affected and stuff like that and speaking from a student's perspective not knowing was the worst thing yeah and we are in an age now where students understand what stress levels are we understand how to handle ourselves where the people in the generations that came before us are like oh but sure that's just what the leaving cert was where we're actually going learning about this in school and learning about how to handle yourself and when to take yourself out of a stressful situation we're going this isn't healthy this is not okay and they're then saying oh you're only using that because you know mental health that wasn't a thing when we were young we don't understand this where you know nobody nobody should have to sit and wait to find out what's going on no one should be going to bed every night going this is the end of my life. If I don't get this right, I'm going to be sitting at home for the rest of my life. Yeah. Nobody like should all, have to do that. All they had to do was, even if I, like, I know myself, I would have appreciated it. Even if the department had no idea what they were going to do, all they had to go on TV and go, yeah, do you know what? It's a mess. We have no idea what we're going to do, but we're trying, we're trying to fix it. But that period of time that it was radio silence, 
was the scariest period for me because we had no idea what was going on yeah. because they had no idea what was going on but they just they were just pretending like they did which was just yeah and it, it was this kind of like period of like a week and a half where we heard nothing and it was the same kind of stories were cycling yeah and we were about to go back to school and nobody knew what accredited grades were and then it was like are they going to have orals are they going to have practicals and everything just shut down nobody yeah. knew what was going on and that was kind of the time for somebody to go okay we need to put our hands up and say we got this wrong yeah that's something you learn in school as a teenager that you're allowed to make mistakes as a teenager and you have to be able to put your hand up and say okay I did this wrong today I didn't get it right but tomorrow I'm going to get up and I'm going to fix it and I'm going to get it right and there was just none of that real like they called us childish there were so many headlines saying that students in the media were childish I was just like really yeah all we want is an answer and it's also like number one yeah we're children we are under 18 years of age like I can't cope with that like when people go are you acting childish it's like we are young people in the most stressful situation of our lives and you're going to sit there and say that we're childish like we're acting like children because we are children we are reacting children to the actions that you're putting out and it's like you put children through all this chaos and then you go oh well you're acting childish it's like yeah because we're children I'm 17 years old it's like I'm just trying to go to college like sorry like I'm just trying to get through the exams it's insane and it was so irritating that whole period of time and it was just and like personally for me I felt like there was a lot of politicians that were taking the students side but in the wrong way like almost oh I'm with the students because the the best one was when they were like go on strike yeah. Do you remember there was like a group yeah. that were like, and like, I'm not going to name names because now is not the time for that. But it was like, we were all online school in January and it was like, everyone should go on strike. And I was sitting there going, the teachers have to be on online school. Yeah. If they log on on Monday morning and four people are there, they are going to teach the class, whether there's four people there or 24 people there. Yeah. What is the point? We have missed enough school. Yeah. Missing online school isn't going to do nothing. Like there was just ideas like that. It was just so unhelpful. Yeah. And it made us look worse. Yeah. And I just think there was a lot of politicians that were like, they were giving out to the departments and, and like being like, oh, I signed the students, but they weren't doing anything. And it was like having a random TD on Twitter complaining about the going, oh, I, I feel you leaving certs. It's so bad, isn't it? And it's like, but you actually can you like- You can do something. You can do something. You're just not doing anything except for like tweeting about it and being like, oh, leaving certs, it sucks. It's the worst, like, isn't it just so bad? Oh my God, vote for me, you know, when you're 18. <laughs> and you're like- <laughs> no like that doesn't help any of us at all so that that really annoyed me as well I was just like there were so many politicians I saw on Twitter and I was like oh my god shut up (laughs) you're just like because it just gets it just gets exhausting it's exhausting having having people it's exhausting and you're you're hearing people on the radio and they've been put on the radio because they need to make it look like they're trying to communicate and then you're you're sitting there going that poor like junior minister has been stuck out in the radio they don't actually know what's going on because nobody's told them and they're trying to answer questions and they don't know yeah yeah 
just a lot. It's just like yeah, also bandwagon as well. Like they're just like oh yeah, on anything just to kind yeah. of score points politically mm-hmm. and anything and to get the vote like or like. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was just exhausting because we were actually trying to get answers and trying to do stuff, and it ended up then being like this political fight between parties and all yeah, this. And it was like okay, but we actually need to know what's going on. Like you can all have this fight later, but yeah. like sort it out first yeah we um put out another thing on our instagram asking people what the most stressful part of the whole even start experience was so i'll read a few of them now because you've kind of touched on them but like it's interesting to see that everyone kind of had this experience like no one turns around and says oh i had a really great year <laughs> yeah <laughs> this year was doing it if there's myself. anybody out there who really enjoyed this leaving sir process i want to sit down and talk to you oh my god yeah, DM me on Instagram. yeah we, we, we'd like to interview you i want to give you 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 thought this year went well and um, so some people said not knowing we were getting predicted grades and our mocks suddenly mattering so i'm assuming they actually did mocks i think a lot of yeah. people did mocks some some people did mocks yeah like yeah and then God they were you. used for grades and they didn't know at the time they were going to be used for grades that's awful yeah and someone else said uncertainty lack of control and limited attention to student voices not knowing if the exams were going ahead yeah that was a big thing I mean for so long it was yeah. are they going yeah. ahead? are they not going ahead what are we supposed to do and um, the points race just knowing that the underlying motivation behind every class was to get a h1 yeah. yeah, I mean, like that is kind of because what... everybody, like in an ideal world, everybody wants six two five. Yeah, because if you have, if you have, like, if you have over five fifty, you could basically do whatever you want. Yeah, and that's what people, but like, there's some people like I'm never going to get a H one in maths. It's just yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. But you're sitting then there going, I need to do the like, I need to pull a miracle in every single class to prove to my teacher that on the day I could maybe pull another miracle and get two grades up from what I'm currently getting yeah it just it was it was in, it was impossible like and it, the point system made it worse yeah um I think that like just the whole way we even just grade things in the points and the points is really for the CAO I mean that's the whole point yeah. of points is yeah. CAO, so like I, the CAO is is there and colleges choose to use the leaving cert as their access point yeah no CAO I think is a whole other yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. when when we've actually gone through the system we'll come back and yeah. Yeah. complain yeah. about what it's actually like and yeah. and join us you know like when you've actually us who have survived yeah when you're on the other side and you've <laughs> just moved on from it I always think like moving on from it is such a strange thing like it's so weird like it's your whole yeah. life and then suddenly like like I, know, I have an older sister who's two years older than me so she was the she sat our leaving cert in 2019 which was kind of like the last real leaving cert I remember her going to college and coming home and being like, nobody cares. No. Like yeah. the leave, it's it's like this one traumatic experience that we all went through, and that's all it was. Yeah. That's all it is like. Yeah, yeah I remember no. my mom telling my cousin that she doesn't have to put her leave insert results down on her CV. And my cousin was like, What? <laughs> my mom was like yeah. my mom was like no one cares my cousin was like wait a second. So I studied all that time just for it not to matter at all or for anything. And like, that's the thing is people say that. it doesn't matter it won't matter in five years but it matters for you to yeah. get from this step yeah. to the rest of your yeah. life yeah. and it like and I hate that when people when you're stressing about leaving that people are like oh but it won't matter but it matters in that moment yeah like up until the CAO comes out it, it's gonna matter to like those 61,000 people because it 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 matters like of course there's back doors of to like different courses of course there's different ways you can do things 
but it matters because it's your future and then once you secure your place in your course you get your apprenticeship or whatever anyone is doing once you have that then it doesn't matter but up until that point it's like your whole future is riding on it or that's what it feels like it's like you graduate into the it doesn't matter crowd yeah that should be the real graduation yeah Yeah, Yeah. but you reserve the right once you've gone through it to be the one that says okay like it it doesn't matter as much anymore but it does matter in the moment and I think people are very unfair like dismissing yeah you know especially like the stress and and like I think here in Ireland we're really bad for invalidating feelings oh yeah oh yeah it's a real like you know Ah, sure it's fine like I've gone through it but my big thing is especially with teachers and parents who are like you're going to be fine it doesn't matter when you're like in your mid-40s or your mid-50s you've done your leaving cert you've been to college you could have done two or three degrees you've paid off a mortgage you've bought your own car you've gotten married you've had kids you've lost people in your life you've done all of the big things And to you, the leaving cert seems like the smallest thing on planet Earth. But to somebody who is 18 years old, the big deal things are leaving cert, learning to drive, your first relationship, um, your best friend and you have had a fight. Like They are big things, even though in the grand scheme, they're small things. And I think we here, especially in Ireland, need to get back into that idea of stepping into somebody else's shoes and looking around and going, Okay, from an 18-year-old's perspective who hasn't really left the house in 18 months, hasn't really seen any of their friends, doing the leaving cert and not knowing what's going to happen, that's massive. That's their whole life has been completely thrown upside down. And we need to get back to doing that because I think we're woeful at it. That is everything for this week's episode. Um, We hope that you enjoyed. Um, And if we will be revisiting the leaving cert I would imagine. Yeah, the whole kind of education system, like how we do things in this country, um, we'll kind of be dipping in and out of it um, because it is such a huge part of our lives. Um, So we will be talking about it all in more detail throughout the podcast series. Yeah. Um, Next week's episode is on starting college. So it's around that time that people will be starting college, kind of first week of September through to October is kind of college season and we are joined by Sophie who is a Missy.ee writer as well and she started college in 2020 so she kind of explained the situation that was 2020 um, and kind of compared to now and then Danielle and I spoke about our kind of experiences in college from a few years ago as well so there's there's a lot in there hopefully a lot of good information but yeah that will be available next week. Um, and yeah, as always, uh, please feel free to DM us or email us hello at missy.ie if you've anything you want to share with us, any thoughts or opinions on anything or anything you want us to cover. And also please like and subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends about us. Yeah, and write a review, but only if it's nice. <laughs> We're all about positive vibes here, so. Yeah, no, no negative vibes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything for this week. I've been Danielle. I've been Jesse, And if you can hear those seagulls in the background, I apologize. Can you hear that? Oh my God, there must be millions of them out there. No, but I'm also, I, Bella was moving around there, my dog. So if you hear that as well, that's Bella. So it's just like animal farm on both sides here. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, anyway, yeah. Bye. Bye.